0: In chapter 9 of his Treatise on Truth, Anselm is going to revisit some of the matters that he talked about earlier in the Treatise, specifically action and truth in action and signification. And he's going to connect the two of these together in ways that by the end of this chapter are also going to be bringing in other modalities of truth as well showing how they are interconnected and he starts out by saying to his student who's in the dialogue with him we're going to talk about how broad lata in Latin is the truth of signification this is the key topic here is it just in things that we're used to calling signs like language or gestures or things like that or does it extend to other matters as well. And he says that it's not just in the things that we're accustomed to call signs. And in a certain way, you could say what this means is that the things that we call signs aren't the totality of signs. That is things that are significative, that things that tell us something. And so he tells us that truth of signification is in all other things of which we say there is true or false signification. Now, you might say, well, wait a second. We've got truth in signification, and then he talks about truth in thought, and maybe that's including signification or they're connected in some way, but then we've got truth in the will and truth in action and truth in the existence of things or the being of things. So I I don't know about that. Those are different kinds of truth. And Anselm says, well, no, because... Actions are also significative. How do they signify things? And here he doesn't mean like, well, an action signifies a certain emotion. Like I give you flowers and you say, oh, that means you love me. Or, you know, I I sing a song on your birthday. Happy birthday to you. And then you're like, oh, you remembered my birthday. The action is significative in that way. No, he means something a bit broader. Every action, insofar as it can be judged as something that we ought to do, or ought not to do, we're doing what we should or what we shouldn't do is either true or false according to the previous chapters, right? And uh, a person ought to do, he says, what they ought to do, quote, debit. So when a person does an action, they're not just either doing what they ought to do or not doing what they ought to do, being judged in accordance with some sort of, whatever we want to call it, a rule, a norm or something like that. They're also saying something by the very fact that they're engaging in that action. They're saying something to themselves and about themselves. They're also saying something to anybody else who is witnessing that action. By doing something Anselm says, they signify it is a sign that that's something that they ought to do that thing, that action right? So if I, to use the examples that I had before, if it's your birthday and I don't sing happy birthday to you or remember it anyway, then I'm actually sending a message, as we say. And the message might be, well, you're a a jerk and I don't like you. (laughs) Or it could be, I don't celebrate birthdays. But it's also a broader thing. Like, I should behave that way. I behave that way because I, in some respect, think that that's the right thing to do or... Maybe I don't think it's the right thing to do, but I do it anyway. And on some level, I'm saying that this is the right thing for me because it's an exception. There's a lot actually built in here that Anselm is not saying explicitly, but we could easily read in there. So by doing something, by engaging in an action, a person signifies that they ought to do that action. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. Is it true or false? And we can say, well, a person could be misguided. Oh, don't worry about that. Worry about whether they should or shouldn't do that action. Because whether they're misguided, that's a whole other modality over here. If I punch you in the face randomly on the street, I am asserting by that very action that that's the thing that's okay to do. That's what I ought to do. And that is false. I shouldn't do that. So if the action is what we ought to do, then we're telling, we're signifying the truth. If not, we are lying even if we don't open up our mouth, even if we don't type anything, even if we don't write anything, right? The things we do... Are truths or lies depending on whether they are what we ought to do or ought not to do? And we could be lying even if we think wrongly that this is the way that a person ought to behave. So this is a very complex connection or interconnection of truth and lies that we're dealing with here. And he's got this great example. Really interesting one. He says, imagine that you're in a place and you need to pick some herbs and you don't know which ones are healthy and which ones are poisonous or literally going to give you some sort of plague, right? Some sort of illness. But there is a guy there and this guy, he actually knows which herbs are good and which herbs are bad. And let's say that this guy, he tells you, hey, those herbs over there, those are the good ones. And then he goes over here and he picks other herbs. Now Anselm says, what are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what this guy says? His word, verbum in Latin? Or are you going to believe the action he's engaging? And presumably he's not going to pick bad herbs for himself. He knows which herbs are good and he's going to pick these good ones for himself and he's going to leave you the poisonous ones while you go over there and you pick the good herbs because you can be sure, you know, he's actually asserting on some level without words just by his actions, which ones a person ought to have. And we could, you know, think about this in many different ways. If a a person is saying, you know, you shouldn't cheat on your partner. That's really terrible. I think that's, you know, morally reprobate. Okay, well, that's actually a true statement. But then you look at their actions and they cheat on their partner. You're like, what do they actually believe? Their actions are asserting that in some way, it must be okay to do this, or at least it's okay for them. It's okay for them to violate the norm that they think everybody else should be following. And they are lying in their actions in two different ways, right? By cheating on their spouse, they are doing something that they ought not to be doing, but they're further asserting that this is what they ought to do. They might be asserting it to impressionable other people like children right? Who they set a bad example for. The children don't know any better and they see that they should behave this way. Think about people who abuse each other and could be with invective. It could be with physical violence or something like that. They are sending a message that this is okay or even how one ought to act. And it's a false lying message, according to Anselm. He has another very interesting example. What if a person lies to you Now, here we're talking about truth and lying in an even more complicated way, right? This is, you could say, meta-lying, isn't it? Because, When a person lies to you, if you didn't know that lying was wrong, you would be getting a false message about telling the truth and lying, and they would be giving that to you. Again, we can think about the example of children and how they can be misled. He says, if you didn't know that one ought not to lie, and someone lies to you, even though he told you he ought not to lie, he would tell you by his deed, his action, that he ought to lie rather than by the word that he ought not and Anselm goes a little bit further than this imagine that we could see the thoughts or the willings of a person now you can actually see the thoughts or willings of a person the person that's you right and you can to some degree infer what the thoughts or willings of a person are when they communicate them, when they say, I'm choosing to do this. Here's my decision-making process, or I've been thinking this. In a lot of other cases, though, we have to judge by what a person does, the actions. But imagine for a moment, you could look into their head and see what they are thinking or willing. Anselm goes on and he says, wouldn't someone thinks or will something if you did not know whether he ought to do or will it If you could see his will and thought, they would signify to you by the deed, the action of willing or thinking because these are all actions of the mind that he ought to think or will this. So if somebody is constantly thinking things like how can I cheat my neighbor and make a ton of money and you find out that that's what they're thinking, that is significative. It is an assertion on their part. This is what people ought to think about or at least what I ought to think about. And it's a lie because it it goes against these norms of what you ought to be thinking or willing or whatever other cognitive thing. We could talk about loving, you know, Anselm doesn't bring this up, but people love or desire certain things, hate or avoid other things. Maybe we're wrong about those as well. He goes on to say, even the existence of things, the being of things asserts in a certain way that they ought to be. So this is really interesting when we think about that because it doesn't just pertain to individual things like this piece of chalk ought to be white, which is true, right? I mean, this one ought to be white. If it's colored, it ought to be colored. It ought to you know, have a certain kind of texture to it, be usable on the chalkboard. We could go on you know, further from that. But we can say about states of affairs. Is it really the case that some people ought to be so poor that they have no place to live and cannot reliably feed themselves and are subject to the violence of other people out on the streets or is that in a certain sense a lie? Anselm would probably answer that by saying that is kind of a lie in certain ways. And we could go on and on and on. So thinking, willing, even the existence of things, these all fall into the other things which we say there is true and false signification. So the realm of signification, truth and signification is indeed considerably broader than we thought encompassing action, which also encompasses so many other things as well. So truth in these different multiple modes is indeed quite complicatedly interrelated with the other modes of truth. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page.